Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello, Bechdel cast listeners. Oh my god, I almost just like, for some reason, I was going to start singing the theme song. <laughs> I was like, okay, we did our countdown. We're like, one, two, three, four, five. On the Bechdel, on the Bechdel cast. cast. Oh, wow. What if we did that? That would be actually really fucked up if we did that. Well, look, my voice, as you might be able to tell, listeners, mm-hmm. is it's it doesn't sexy. sound quite like myself. I'm a little sick at the moment. Sick so. and sexy. What? Stop it. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> You're going to report me to HR? <laughs> report me to Jack O'Brien. I dare you. <laughs> Um, what I'm saying is I don't know how that will affect my amazing, beautiful, perfect singing voice being sick. So it's true. So we better not. But what we are going to do today mm-hmm. is answer some questions in a Q&A episode, which we've done in the past. It's kind of become a yearly tradition that we kick off yeah. the new year mm-hmm. with a Q&A episode, mm-hmm. answering questions that our matrons have submitted. So thank you to all the matrons who submitted a question. Yeah. We're not going to have time to answer all of them because we're so popular and we got so many questions sorry everybody but (laughs) (laughs) but um we're gonna answer a few of them and that's how we kick off 2023 i love our q a episode it's a it's a time of traditions you know Mm. we we released our grace freud episode on the santa claus is yes i saw grace at a show last night and we were really reflecting on how we are going to be doing a fifth one of those episodes it kind of like i can't believe it's it. a bit bone chilling in a way <laughs> um but a lot of traditions yeah. you know kind of like really hit you in the marrow of your existence sure well as we discussed on that episode we're not quite certain if this is a tradition or a curse Mm. so it's true i mean but i do love um being cursed by things it makes me happy (laughs) it's reassuring 
at times. That's true. Yeah. It reminds you that you're alive. It when you think about it. Doesn't it though? Wow. Doesn't it though? Ay yay yay. All right. Um, okay. Shall we uh get into it? I was like, I guess we don't really need to tell people what the Bechdel test is today. Like it's this week, honey. Look it up. Yeah. Plus we are gonna be passing it so much in this by answering these questions. Ooh, can we start with just like I just want no, I'm like, I just want to tell you something. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how can I make this a part of the show? I just wanted to tell you something. Tell me. I saw a ska band last night. A ska band? I skanked. It was awesome. What? <laughs> it was so cool. And it was feminism. And you know why? Why? The vast majority of the horn section were women. Oh, no kidding. We had a woman on the trombone. We had a woman on the trumpet. You it was very it. thrilling. I am now really like, you know, much like many things. I feel like ska, ska is going to make a comeback. Mm. You can really quote me on that. I saw a cool ska band last night <laughs> and right. and people were like, are you going to skank or what? And I was like, is that the verb to wait? What does to skank mean? Oh, we're having a moment. Um, It's a uh, <laughs> skank. It's like the the dance. <laughs> wow. Now I sound old. <laughs> it's like the dance that ska do. Um, okay. It's sort of just like really performative low kicking. Um, but you can oh. do you do it in kind of like a pit situation and it's just like a bunch of friendly kicking and you know the 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 time register is doing what it's doing okay so like the charlie brown dance isn't that how <laughs> the peanuts characters i don't, I don't know dance? how the scott community would feel about you saying that caitlin <laughs> but it's yeah, i'm, I'm I will, sorry I i'm sure that's very reductive but it's not unlike that but it's more like <laughs> intense it's pretty fast but okay, it is okay. just kind of like bad dancing but like when people are into it you're like maybe this is good and i and i did that bit that i have with the egg where i eat the egg oh, familiar <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> listeners remain in the dark um but uh the the guy brought up bassist in the ska band so they're also oh. allies to oh, okay, cool. me doing the egg bit <laughs> ska is feminist and i just wanted mm. to let you know that okay i'm glad to hear it and then can i tell you something yeah, of course. I don't know if I'll follow through on this, but mm-hmm. I think in the new year, I want to take a burlesque class and then get <gasps> into burlesque. That's so, Caitlin, that's amazing. What if you did burlesque and I played the trombone? <laughs> we could duo. Yeah. <laughs> I could play for you. <laughs> that would be perfect. I you could do right. Rose DeWitt Bucator burlesque and then I would play My Heart Will Go On on the trombone. <laughs> <laughs> yes that wouldn't be cursed wait that's so amazing are there classes like locally i guess i would imagine there are i i think so yeah because i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to do burlesque but it's an I, art form so i have to learn and, and so if anyone has any tips on how to do burlesque or play the trombone let me know if anyone's trying to get rid of a trombone um <laughs> i'm in the market for one i feel like if i have a trombone like around at some point, I'm going to have to pick it up, you know? Like, yeah. it's acquiring the trombone is half the battle. And then finding a good trombone tutor. Ooh, if you're a local L.A. trombonist, I don't know if I'll stick with this. But it was just so <laughs> inspiring yeah, to yeah. Um, see so many women in the ska band. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, Q's and A's. Here we go. Starting with a question from Alex. Hi, Alex. Asks, 
Uh, Y'all sometimes talk about how watching movies for the show changes your perspective on them. Along similar lines, has doing the show changed your perspective on films in general? If so, in what ways? Ooh. I would say for me, the show has made me realize that so few movies are ones that I could ever vouch for in terms of does this hold up when looking at it through an intersectional feminist lens? Mm -hmm. Because I think the average nipple scale rating we give out is like one (laughs) nipple out of five. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe two. I would say maybe two. Because we've been covering like better movies as the show went on. Yeah. We used to be strictly, strictly a hater. This used to be strictly a hater zone. But then we grew up. But I still love movies. I still, I always have. I always will. I don't think anything's ever going to change that. So even though nearly every movie ever made is a disaster, at least when it comes to intersectional feminism, it's still a medium that I adore. So, and I don't know what that says about me, but I'm always going to love movies beautiful yeah (laughs) for me I I, like it definitely has changed my perspective but even like a lot I feel like even throughout the course of this show it has like changed my perspective in like more nuanced ways as things Mm -hmm. went on because as as fun as it always will be to be like yeah this is just like not good (laughs) this is like Mm -hmm. a hateful piece of media but as time goes on, you know, and, and we cover movies that have, a, like, more kind of shape. Like, I guess it's been interesting to, now I feel like I approach, like, you. there's, like, different ways to approach the movie. And in some right. ways you can appreciate it more. And in other ways, like, it is not as fun of a watch. Like, I guess I used to watch movies on one setting. But now I have, like, an appreciation for being able to, like, watch movies on more than one setting and, and have right. that be okay you know for sure because it used to I feel like I used to be like movie good or movie bad and it's like Mm -hmm. well there's a lot of different ways and you know everyone is their own person some movies are just like straight up fucking bad Mm. but I've enjoyed kind of like training myself to like seek out context and like try to understand a little better if a movie is like challenging me and not just like clearly shitty or clearly amazing yeah to kind of like seek out more context and figure out like what time was this coming out in like where was the writer Mm. and the filmmaker coming from and like how does that kind of and I feel like on our show that's kind of like skewed us in both directions towards a movie where there's like some movies we were giving the benefit of the doubt and then we learn more about it. We're like, Oh no, we were being too nice. Never again. (laughs) And then other times, um, the opposite where you're like, Oh, okay. Clearly this like missed, but the attempt was at least somewhat sincere or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also changed the way that I write, hopefully for the Mm -hmm. better. I think for the better. Same. Um, and just like the way that I approach characters and, it's nice to kind of have the Bechdel track in your head to make sure that you're giving everyone the space they need in the story. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my answer, Alex. Yes. Um, Thanks for asking it. Yes. 
our next question comes from Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Um, a lot of movies lately are experimenting with subverting tired old movie tropes. Are y'all noticing any of these recent tropes aversions that are becoming tropes of their own? Um, one comes to mind right away, uh, yeah. which is like a forced villain redemption arc. Don't like mm. it. Don't like. I mean, I don't even know how that how much that has to do with feminism or intersectionality. I just don't uh-huh. like it, and I miss pushing the villain off of a cliff, which I know I've <laughs> sure. said before. But a- actually, it does connect to the episode that came out last week on the Santa Clauses, where I feel like it's become, I think, especially in Disney properties, but kind of across media in general, like it's become so normalized to be like. I think it started by coming from a sincere place. I'm trying to think of like what big movie would have kicked this off, but like coming at a villain character with empathy, it might've been even like wicked or something like that. Like coming at a classic villainous character with empathy and trying to understand things from their point of view. I think that that is like a sincere thing at the beginning, but now it's just like, I mean, in the Santa Clauses, for example, you just Mm -hmm. have like a guy who's straight up, a bad guy the Cal Penn character <laughs> is like a Jeff Bezos villain but the mm-hmm. mo- but the movie the whatever avatar length miniseries is like doing fucking Olympic gymnastics to try to like redeem him because that's just like what you do now and I feel like it can really like go the other way in a very uh, uncomfortable way I don't know like there's movies where it super works And then there's other movies where it just feels like, oh, this is what we do now. So I'm going to write a truly despicable, horrible character and then just have everyone forgive them at the end, even if they are like Jeff Bezos human rights abuse. Like you're like, but we don't need to forgive that guy. We just don't. There are some people we need to forgive in movies and I like that, but others not as much. Right. I have complicated feelings about it because I think that it's important that depending on the person and their crimes mm-hmm. redemption i feel like their crimes is a huge thing because it's like <laughs> right you know yeah right like the uh, society <laughs> would be a better place <laughs> you you know you just reminded me of what saoirse ronan saying women in little <laughs> society (laughs) the my my cold is affecting my cognitive functioning you're doing but what i'm trying to say is redemption is possible for some people and i like i don't know i want to like create space for people who you know if they if they do what they need to do to redeem themselves and their and their crimes aren't so heinous right. that they could possibly deserve redemption like that's a message that i think should be put out into right aforementioned society especially in kids media because there's so many right. like tropes that villainize marginalized people in a way that is like absolutely fucked up and like needs to be Mm re-examined i think it's just like that as a trope that also applies to like people who are fucking capitalisming the hell out like you're just like Mm -hmm. it yeah i struggle with it yeah for sure it's also kind of boring another trope i've noticed is movies and 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 tv and media in general Mm -hmm. um i mean we have noticed more diverse casts Mm-hmm. in terms of race, gender, sexuality, mm-hmm. things like that. But because 
so much media is still made by rich, powerful white men. Mm. It's clear that this inclusion only is happening because these guys are tired of people challenging them. Mm. So there's, there is like more diversity, but a lot of it isn't good or meaningful or it's clear that they didn't consult anyone about these characters. Mm. Oftentimes these characters are very flat, underdeveloped people who behave in ways that make no sense and they are just there to like fill a quota more or less. Yeah, which is like like I feel like arguably worse. Like I mean it, yeah. I I don't know, like the yardstick there really, but like it's that's diabolical to do to mm-hmm. like hire talented people and then be like, but I'm just doing this so people leave me alone. It's like no right. write a fucking character. Yeah. Do your job. Man. For sure. So Yeah, I also find that frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think we may be uh the gender swap reboot may be on its uh, on its dying legs. I think we may really well and truly be done with it. Yes. What I hope happens, in addition to like what we always talk about um, with more uh, movies, and I think in the time this show, like you're just saying, the time this show's existed, there's been an increase in diverse storytelling, and and it's been mm-hmm. getting better. But I also hope that it's like that makes way for more original storytelling too it feels like it's kind of on the upswing we got our everything everywhere all at once like Mm -hmm. we're chilling it's good but like i hope that that kind of keeps moving i also unrelated hope that um that short movies come back oh what if short movies came back oh my gosh that would be so sick that is a trope that every movie is three hours long now and i will allow it when it's rrr which I'll talk about later, but yeah. why is every other movie so long? It's complicated. Stop it. Even when movies I like are long, I'm like, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope that the uh, the 87 minute movie makes oh. a comeback. Wouldn't that be cool? And then uh, then you could go to double features without mm. like your fucking organs rupturing it would be cool <laughs> um oh without your intestines exploding call back to while you were sleeping oh <laughs> <laughs> matreon head over uh, yeah listen to sandra bullock's boss talking about his mother's organs exploding <laughs> when she met his wife <laughs> what an amazing time for writing yeah. um yeah i think that i'm trying to think of other i think th- those are Maybe we'll think of more later. I know that there's a bunch that are kind of prevalent right now. I, th- I think it like a lot of them boil down to people attempting more inclusion and diversity in storytelling and not getting it quite right because they are like coming from places of extreme privilege mm. and aren't bothering to consult or like hand the reins to someone else who can tell those stories more yeah meaningfully so agree anyway um let's take a quick break and then come back for some more questions me focus features presents back to black I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. 
big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Next question comes from Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Asks, do you feel like the era of prestige TV slash limited anthology series does a better job of representing women and diverse voices on camera? And do you have theories as to why or why not? For example, I think that the way streamers produce TV shows allow diverse creators to make their art and having longer character arcs in general seems to let women have more depth. Mm -hmm. These points both have their negative counterpoint. Um, And yeah, I think you're already touching on a lot of why this is. And I, I don't watch a ton of tv i'm definitely more of a movie person but the nature of tv just generally does allow for more in-depth character development however tv is still full of regressive tropes maybe not as many today i do think that a lot of uh, media again is like trying to avoid that stuff um for better or worse And I also think that because TV is ongoing, usually with multiple seasons, it gives creators and writers a chance to course correct as the series goes on um, based on responses from fans, usually. Mm -hmm. But it always comes down to who is behind the camera, who's in the writer's room, who's making these creative choices about characters. Yeah, I have like a lot, I don't know, I have a lot of opinions on TV. <laughs> I love TV. I've worked in TV for 
five years now. Wow. Brag. Thank you. Uh, but mostly in animation. But I, 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 I feel like there's. I agree with Jacqueline. There is more. I think more diversity in general. Mm-hmm. But then TV is also so fraught. Like I think that there's a lot of amazing shows that are uh from women and people of color and queer people there's there's simply just more of them than there are in movies but because Mm -hmm. of how streaming works it's so fraught and I feel like sometimes things just go away and it feels like sometimes it's like okay we'll give you one season and like the same problems kind of exist where you know like uh show by you know a a notable white man even if it kind of sucks for one season they'll Mm -hmm. get a second season to find their voice and do all this stuff and blah 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 Mm -hmm. where like in movies and we talked about this a lot with with marginalized directors of like if you have one movie that doesn't do great financially or critically you could be kind of done and like that also bears out in tv quite a bit but I do feel like there's a lot to be excited about. I feel like, I, you know, absolute broken record being like Abbott Elementary. But like, mm-hmm. for real, Abbott Elementary. Like, it's the fucking yeah. cool, like, it's the funniest show on TV. Um, there's so many good shows out right now. But, okay, a show that sticks out to me is, like, The Gordita Chronicles, which was a really cute show. It was really good. Mm. It was on HBO Max. It is a Latin-focused show. And mm-hmm. it's from Latin creators, but they were only given one season mm. and not only was the show canceled, it's being pulled from HBO Max because oh. of all this evil corporate shit that's going on right now oh. that makes it really, really hard for because of how streaming works. Like it makes it so hard for like, even though there's more opportunities, I think technically on paper in TV mm-hmm. for um, for marginalized creators than in movies, it's way easier to like short change and disappear that same media Mm. like why isn't rutherford falls getting a third fucking season are you joking Mm. like it's ridiculous and it it makes me um (laughs) pissed off obviously but there is so much to love about what's on tv right now and i really i don't know and that but but there's like oh sorry i'm like um, she's still going there's also tropes <laughs> within like prestige tv right now that's kind of sure. exhausting too where it's like you know i know that a lot i mean i i watch some of them i'm succession fan number one i've uh-huh. got my waystar royco hat in the other room don't you forget <laughs> it i had hot coffee this morning out of my we here for you mug Whoa. um yeah like i but there are so many shows right now about rich people being bad and the, but then the the underlying message is like capitalism bad but isn't it kind of sick to watch and like <laughs> i think that I, I don't know if that started with succession but like succession is so fucking good that i feel like that is a huge trend right now that kind of i feel mm-hmm. like is like well it's technically anti-capitalist because we're making fun of rich people so we should be able to just do this and then we could still have all white rich traditionally hot casts and it's like well you can right. do that. And sometimes I will watch it. But like, you know, clocked. I see it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that is, I think people should watch what we do in the shadows and P Valley mm. and Succession. And that's <laughs> what I have to say about it. Also, stop making really boring true crime adaptations 
enough mm-hmm. enough i should have played elizabeth holmes okay yeah i agree and that's my problem <laughs> all right um sorry that was i hope that answered the question um also <laughs> animation uh look at look at how animation is unionized and when i say that i mean it's not unionized a fun fact <sighs> about animation writers uh-huh. they are not allowed in the wga why we Horrible. don't know not that they're not allowed, but like very few animated shows are. I've been working in TV for five years and I'm not in the WGA because I work in animation. Ridiculous. So there's a lot of like evil shit uh, afoot. And it's Damn. it's good to know about um, if you're a media consumer. It's depressing to know about, but it's interesting Yeah. in a way. Especially if it doesn't no. affect your health insurance. So let's take mm. another question. This one is from Deidre, but we got similar questions from several different matrons. Yes. Are there any movies that you absolutely will not cover, even if they are requested by listeners, whether it's because they are so bad, treat marginalized people so poorly, or wouldn't lead to much discussion? I want to know which titles are in the Bechtel cast trash bin. Ooh. Ooh. I was thinking about this, and I don't know if there's any movie that is completely off limits to me. There are some that I'm more... (laughs) Wait. Well, okay, so... I will maybe protest and be like, oh, I don't want to cover hereditary. Okay, that was. But like, I said yeah. the same. Th- <laughs> but I said the same thing about Midsummer, and we covered that on the Matreon. Yeah, I've definitely covered movies I wasn't stoked about, but like I feel like yeah. that usually makes for a pretty interesting episode. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely movies that I am not thrilled about, or that I don't want to rewatch because they made me feel horrible the first time, mm-hmm. but. I think that that just means that, yeah, it'll inspire an interesting conversation. And yeah, th- and it's our duty to cover it then. I actually, I, I'm looking at the next question, which feels, <laughs> should we just roll in this next question? Because I feel like it's relevant. Yeah. The next question is from Oliver. Is there still an embargo on covering Master of Disguise? I would say <laughs> I don't really want to cover that movie at this point. Because okay. it's like... I feel like that's an example. I don't know like how to categorize. I mean, I guess it's a lot of comedy movies, honestly, that are aging poorly. But like, I think that people developed an ironic appreciation for that movie, myself included, back in the day. Sure. But when you watch it on Bechtel cast terms, it's like so unforgivably bad that like I don't even want to really give it airtime. Like it's like Dana Carvey appears in brownface. Like it's a fucked up movie. And I think that there are certain things that like can provoke interesting discussions and then I feel like there's other movies that it's like oh we're just you know kind of digging this movie up from the grave to point out how bad it is which I feel like is like right. not a productive something instinct like, yeah something like Master of Disguise which has no legacy to speak of it's not as right. though people are still like I ride or die for Master of Disguise I think it's I important know. to have I'm sure they're out there <laughs> I think it's important to have conversations about movies that include really awful stuff, like just, you know, horrible racism and homophobia and transphobia and and things like that. But that, I think, is more important to do for movies that still are, like, in the cultural zeitgeist, the daily zeitgeist, maybe? It's, yeah. Where it doesn't make sense to do that for a movie that no one remembers. Yeah. Such as Master of Disguise. Right. I mean, I guess I could be talked out of it because I know that like a lot of kids 
around our age saw that movie like yeah. and so it could be interesting to go back and be like look at the like horrific slop we were forced to consume and say thank you right um also the name pistachio disguise is funny so <laughs> that's comedy but i mean i i don't know that's an example of something that i would be i feel like we would there are movies that we've like had discussions before we've decided to cover it to be like is this like useful is yeah. it funny like or what you know figuring out where those lines are okay pitch mm-hmm. what if we do a matreon month it's master of disguise and the master or master and commander wow so many <laughs> masters <laughs> i can't think of any others but um, I mean, food for thought and i think outside of that the only movies that like if there's like movies that you're like, why haven't they covered that? And it seems like we would. It's probably just because we know someone involved and like it. I just mm. don't want. I just don't want to feel weird. Sure. So if you're ever wondering, that's likely if it's a more recent movie, that's likely why. Yeah. Again, we're very popular but, and we know yeah. mo- so many people. Yes. Um. The, the madams of Hollywood over here. Wow. Okay. So our next question comes from Katie asks i loved your discussion in the goodfellas episode of movies that you didn't care to watch because of the way people i.e men talked to you about them and i immediately thought of fight club which i recently finally watched and hated Mm -hmm. but would love to know what other movies fall into this category for you all and Mm -hmm. what of those movies have you seen and think are definitely worth watching I have some thoughts. Okay. <laughs> this, well, this is a little, this is tricky for me because of my already extremely dude bro taste in movies. Right. Which, which is like, you don't need to, I feel like you, you've you <laughs> apologized for it in the past where it's like, you are who you are, Caitlin. That's, thank you so much. We love and much. accept you. Point being, I've already seen many of the movies that, men will try to insist that I need to see and I'm like bitch I've already seen that and I hate it um because there are many that I have that I've seen and that I hate so deeply we've covered some of them but um Leon the Professional is one that jumps to mind Mm. I I hate it so much Mm -hmm. Blade Runner yeah I don't see the appeal the movie Heat Men are like, heat rocks. And I'm like, it's so boring, though. A lot Um, of, like, I I mean, I think that there's, like, I don't know. Like, Goodfellas, I enjoyed that discussion because we were, like, Goodfellas heads. And we also liked The Godfather. If you're not on the fucking Matreon and you've been yelling at us for years, we liked both those damn movies. We liked Goodfellas better. Yeah. And we're right about that. But (laughs) that um, is the correct answer, yes. But, yeah, I feel like there's, like, I'm trying to think of like a, a a dude bro movie that I avoided for a long time that I, I'm on this list called mensgear.net. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. I think that is, it is kind of an interesting thing where it's like fight club. I think we talked about this back in the day. I also like want to go back to that episode someday. Cause I feel like there's things that like, because we did it as a live show for some reason, yeah. we couldn't <laughs> get to everything. And I feel mm-hmm. like I had more nuanced thoughts, but was, um, kind of self-editing because we have to do an entertaining live show on top of having a very complicated discussion, which yes. is why our live shows, Plugging Our Tour, are now basically fun, popcorn movies. They're goofy movies, such as Ooh. a goofy movie. 
Um, I can't really think of any. I think that, like, honestly, all my opinions are right. So, actually, <laughs> actually, Big Lebowski was a movie that I, uh, I that avoided for a long time, and I, uh, it's a classic. It's awesome, um, and I resent that I was kept away from it. Yeah, yeah, I wrote down that one. I think, I, I mean, film bros love the coen brothers and i think Mm -hmm. and i'm a big fan as well i like they're the best many if not most of their films Mm -hmm. um big lebowski probably being my favorite of them Mm -hmm. um i would say a couple tarantino movies are also ones that i think are worth watching if you avoid tarantino Mm -hmm. because of film bros telling you you gotta see their movies although honestly i think it's mostly just kill bill i uh, i really love kill bill yeah oh i love kill bill so much Uh, but others i i hate i hated the hateful eight i think that's a kind of common opinion though i think that that's like people are like that's his worst one yeah so i'm not like saying anything profound here although i watched and i was on a plane so i was i was the Mm. snake on the plane uh but (laughs) i i rewatched inglorious bastards i hadn't Mm -hmm. seen it since high school i'm like that's a pretty good movie I really liked it. That one I think holds up. Um, yeah. On the other hand, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we didn't love. is one of the my least favorite movies I saw that year. So I have to rewatch it, uh, but I did not like it when it came out. Yeah. Um, a couple others I would say are worth watching are Speed and Point Break, Ooh. and while they are both copaganda, they are fun romps, <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is in them, and he's a national treasure. So. And national treasure, although no one kept us from <laughs> no one kept us from national treasure. Um, and then my <laughs> final one that we talked about in Goodfellas, because I just am like, I guess I've always been a fan of Martin Scorsese movies, but now I'm mm. like, maybe this could be my personality for a while. Wow! But Wolf of Wall Street, one of my favorite movies ever. I yeah. feel like such a good capitalism critique that's fun to watch and everyone's Uh good in it um but but um you know there's a certain contingency that take away the wrong message and spoil it for people but i Mm -hmm. think it's um it's one of my faves same thing with american psycho which we discussed on that episode from a while back but yes yeah it's uh it's always a matter of like because some of these movies are satire or have biting commentary Mm -hmm. but often the wrong message is taken away or the satire isn't very clear to begin with so or it's like poorly adapted which i think is like i don't remember if we really talked about that in the fight club episode but i think that like we did yeah like it kind of like pings my brain for like how lolita's been adapted over the years where like sure in the source material i think the morality that the writer's trying to get across is very clear but the adaptations lack that and i feel like fight club kind of falls into that category in some ways yeah i don't have nuanced thoughts on it at the moment but (laughs) um yeah i'd be interested to kind of explore that idea more thank you katie Uh You've opened my mind. You've opened my heart to to movies by men. (laughs) Um, Let's take another break and then come back and answer a few more questions. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On 
big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are back, and I think it's time to answer some super fun questions. Yeah, fun ones. First one's from Melanie. What episode is Greg in from? I've listened to every episode. I can't remember the origin. Well, Melanie, First it's of all, from YouTube.com. That's where it's from. <laughs> we yes, did not make it so up. We did not make it up. It is from a YouTube video entitled, it's not even, you, if you search the word Gregnant, this video will come up, but the video is called, <laughs> How is Prangent Formed? <laughs> Wait, can we listen to it together <laughs> right now? It's so yeah. funny. So what it is, it's, it's like a bunch of like frantically typed, typo ridden um, like answer websites like Quora and Yahoo Answers and stuff like that. It's yeah. just clearly like people who think that they are pregnant frantically asking a question on the internet and not checking their spelling. And it's just <laughs> the urgency of these typos. It's very funny. It's very, yes. So that's where Gregnant is from. We first mention it on oh, you know. the episode on The Rock with Miles Gray. <laughs> So it's because you and Miles knew about this video already and you were you were giggling about Gregnant. And I was like, what are you I guys talking about? I hadn't seen the video at that point. Mm-hmm. And so you were in on the joke. I was not. But now hopefully everyone's in on the joke. We encourage you to watch this YouTube video, How is Prangent Formed, aka the Gregnant video. It's kind of an internet classic. It's fun. <laughs> and and now full fucking circle, Miles and his partner, they're Gregnant. So there you go. Wow. I know. And congratulations we should, we should to them. Send, we should I'm sorry, send... and congratulations to them. <laughs> You should really send a onesie that says Greg on it. Yes, absolutely. Whatever comes out, that baby is Greg. Um, 
Exactly. Um, our next question oh, comes so from Forrest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so excited I get to read this one. Okay. Forrest says, Bello. Bello, Forrest. <laughs> Bello to you too, Forrest. <laughs> Who is the most Shrekian character in Titanic Ooh. and whomst would the minions hitch their banana wagon to on the Titanic? Mm-hmm. And then Forrest says, sorry if these <laughs> questions have already been answered. Which is I really hope that they're gold. sincere in saying that because it's not out of the question that this would have come up on this show. True. Well, it would have to be um, Bruce. Okay, so I think the minions would, would work for Bruce Ismay yes. or the iceberg. Okay, now we're talking because, Uh as we've discussed in past Minions episodes, it's Minions canon to avoid historical monsters in historically recent memory that the that the minions were frozen they were in well not frozen but they lived in the arctic in a cave from like most of the 19th century until the 1960s to avoid a lot of horrible things Mm -hmm. um they're like well the minions weren't involved with that because they were in the arctic circle at that time they were busy with ice so they (laughs) they get ice they know ice yeah they ice each other probably (laughs) (laughs) remember when we used to ice each other and drink smirnoff ices aristotle (laughs) it's a simpler time wow and that was also the mike's hard lemonade era it really was wow we've gone through we've gone through so many phases of this show we've grown up jamie i know we've really grown up together i think it's nice I'm drinking a seltzer right now. Are you joking? Oh, I'm drinking a chamomile tea. Jamie would never drink water. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's just because I'm sick. But <laughs> I was like, Sheek. I'm glad we are Gosh. hydrating more healthfully. But okay, so I think I think the iceberg is an excellent answer, and let's Thank go with you. that. Ismay is a coward, and like the minions don't really vibe with that. They work for dinosaurs True. and grew. So. Yeah. I would say probably the iceberg is is the right answer. Mm-hmm. As for Shrekian, yeah, uh, that here here's my thinking. Okay, I think Cal Hockley gives off some intense Lord Farquaad vibes. He is yes, yes, <laughs> he is very Farquaad. Yes, but also, also think I think Invincible Molly sh- Brown. It feels very oh, she- uh, Shrekian to me. I feel like Fabrizio has some Shrekian qualities due to his mm. fake exaggerated accent. Yes. Um, and how Shrekian is that? Mike Meyer is certainly not Scottish, you know? Certainly not. So there's that. Um, yeah. And then also, I mean, Rose Duipicator, Fiona, both kind of feisty redheads, you Whoa. know? So that is a bit Shrekian. Very Shrekian. I think Shrek and Fiona of different classes, rich girl, poor guy. Shrekian. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm, makes you think. Holy crap. It's basically, Shrek <laughs> is an adaptation of Titanic. Are they ever on a boat? Is there a dragon in Titanic? Is there a donkey <laughs> in Titanic? Yes, yes, and yes. I'm trying to bear this out. Is Pinocchio in Titanic? Um, I think there are enough. Yeah, I think Molly Brown definitely Shrekian energy. Mm-hmm. I think like the, the more exaggerated Titanic characters. Yes. Could very easily be on track. Which is many of them. It's a very... Yeah. What's the... What TV network, their tagline is something like, we know characters or like... We- no, you're mixing up TBS and TNT, Caitlin. It's 
characters welcome that's oh, yeah. tbs yeah we know drama that's oh. tmt oh okay. my god oh good grief <laughs> okay so i guess i mean both apply to titanic titanic knows drama and but characters are welcome on the titanic we're holding two truths here we've got TVS and TNT energy. Oh goodness! It's Titanic. <laughs> I bet I bet Titanic is on TNT all the damn time. Um, oh, for sure. Sure. I would say that. Yeah, I would say Jack not very Shrekian, but the dynamic mm-hmm. between Jack and Rose has Shrek vibes to it. Right. I feel like Rose Duipicator is in a tower of the mind. I mean, cerebral tower. She talks about how she's trapped in a metaphorical prison. The whole love triangle, honestly, is is Shrekian. Titanic is a very Shrekian movie, is what we're concluding. It is. It is. And the minions would work for the iceberg, which is so funny. Oh, can I read a text? I had a text exchange with my mom yesterday that made me laugh so much because it's oh, the please. end of the year. Uh, and my, my mom's a second grade teacher, reminder mm-hmm. listeners. And I also minion pilled her so hard this year that she's like there's there's something going on in her head it's not quite right yeah she had never seen a minion movie took her to see rise of Gru in orlando over the summer and she's a new woman she's got a new lease on life so all her (laughs) kids now are and she knows that kevin's my fave so she had her kids draw me some christmas kevin's here's one oh my gosh that's so good I know. Second graders know how to draw Kevin. Oh, He's their friend. Uh, but then she texted me. <laughs> I told my kids this morning that you want to marry Kevin. Ha ha. <laughs> Jill. I, for the record, had not said, but I replied, I do. He's a compassionate leader. And she said, exactly. We're minion pilled <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I love it. And her one of her students got her a Kevin Chia pet. But the oh wait do they have hippie they have kevin. like little strands of hair but they're not no, hippie kevin you oh, can grow him a whole wow. plant head okay we're gonna have to post some of these photos to oh the instagram God. it's so oh the minions you know happy holidays to 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 them well speaking of the minions mm-hmm. our next question oh <laughs> yeah that does go to the next question um Take it away, Jamie. Oh, this is a question from Kelly. Favorite things you watched in 2022? Movies, TV, docs, whatever. Also least favorite. Um, Everything Everywhere is probably my favorite movie of the year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Same. But but you got Rise of Gru coming in hot right behind it. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's... I saw Everything Everywhere three times in theaters. I saw Gru two times in theaters, but in two states, which I feel like isn't nothing. That's effort, it took you got to put an effort for that. And I saw it at wait, I saw it at both city walks. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh. In Los Angeles and in Orlando. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. I go to the Minions love- house to watch that damn movie. <laughs> yeah, those are my top 2. Nice. That's um, it. <laughs> I will add to that RRR. Oh yes. Which kind of going back to the very first question we answered as far as like perspective on film in general Mm -hmm. if that has changed um because the movie rrr while a flawless masterpiece um if we were to cover it on the bechtel cast oh uh, might not do super well the conversation about you know the characterization of women in the movie um (laughs) would be it's it's laughable it's not very good um and yet i love the movie so so much yeah 
it's complicated the point being sometimes i just have to like take off my bechtel goggles Mm -hmm. and i can still enjoy a movie sometimes i put them back on you know it's all about and honestly like we've talked about this before but if we're just like going to the movies to watch a movie mm-hmm. we don't necessarily at least i don't want to speak for you jamie but i don't necessarily have my bechdel goggles on or not in the same way that i unless would when like, i'm like unless it's like egregious like if it's egregious right, then exactly you can't not but yeah no I, I i agree sometimes you just i think honestly the most this is fucked not one of my favorite movies of the year by a long shot mm. but one of my favorite pieces of media this year is the harry styles quote I feel like it's so useful. It's the a movie, movie feels like feels like, like a, a movie. movie. And sometimes <laughs> and now to transition into Nicole Kidman and we need that all of all us. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get when mm-hmm. the lights begin to dim mm-hmm. and we go somewhere. Oh damn, I did it again. I It's okay. It's I okay. I think I'm going to know You're the like, whole thing. <laughs> um oh, oh, other movies I really liked this year Turning Red and Prey. Both yes. bangers. Both have seen them multiple times. Uh, the Woman King, I loved. I still haven't seen it. Oh, you got to see The Woman King. Another one of my favorites was Marcel, the shell with shoes on. I still haven't seen it. I got to see it. Cute little movie. At the time of this recording, we have yet to see Puss in Boots, but I think it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. And talk about a Shrekian movie. Oh, I, I mean... Harder to get Shrekian than that, unless it's Shrek Five, which I can't fucking wait for. Uh, there's, I'm looking at my AMC history. So a documentary I really loved this year, and I think mm. it will probably, I think it's like it's like made the Oscars shortlist and stuff. But it made me cry. We talked about it on the Matreon because there was a guy behind me who was really rude about it, but I was crying, oh, crying, crying. Yeah, yeah. Fire of Love, right? About two volcanologists who are married, and spoiler alert, they tell you in the trailer they die in a volcano Mm. um but it's a really beautiful story and i would recommend watching it uh i saw nope twice i had a good time at nope Mm -hmm. and then also (laughs) this is not a movie from this year but i saw et in imax this year and it was Mm. i was crying so much it's such a i feel like i i didn't really have i think this is like a micro generational thing too but like Mm -hmm. i didn't have a ton of excitement and love for et as a kid but watching it as an adult oh boy i really love it and it Mm. it delivered Uh, i also enjoyed crimes of the future because i love body horror um oh i didn't see that one but every time i hear the title of that movie i'm reminded of another movie called needle in a time stack (laughs) do you remember this oh yes we had a hell of a time with needle in a time stack (laughs) did that movie come out do we know? I think so, but it, it was a blip because I, I and and speaking of amazing, incredible movies that are awesome and perfect, uh-huh. Moonfall was oh, one of my favorite bet. movies of last year. Not because it's good, because it wasn't, but if you just want to watch a I Frankenstein level terrible movie, mm-hmm. Moonfall is one to watch. You know what I liked? I liked Scream 5. I liked Five Cream. I thought that was a fun one. Mm, I'm trying to like good. spread the love around genres. Sure. Barbarian I thought was pretty fun. We had some notes for it, but I thought Barbarian mm-hmm. was like a, a, a really, yeah, like a really well done movie. Uh, saw it twice. Yeah. Enjoyed Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't wild about 
X, but I did enjoy Pearl a lot. Okay, sure. I didn't see either of them. I had a, I had a fun time. I will see the third one. As far as TV, uh, we mentioned a few shows that rock and roll. Abbott Elementary, Rutherford Falls, also Reservation Dogs, I'll add to that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite shows that came out, I think this year, is We Are Lady Parts on I still haven't Peacock. watched it. People love that show. It's yeah. so good. I highly recommend everyone check out We Are Lady Parts. It's about a group of women in the UK Mm-hmm. All Muslim women who are in a punk band. Nice. And it's awesome. I've got to watch it. Uh, I, I've been enjoying uh, the Sex Lives of College Girls. Ooh, i got to watch that. That's a fun one. Um, I haven't been... I'm, I'm kind of behind on TV right now, honestly. Same. But oh, there was one... I mean, I, I always stay up on what we do in the shadows. Always a classic. Always delivers. Yeah. And, you know, just for no reason, like, there's some really good tv shows coming out next year and i'm just gonna throw out a couple titles um the fourth season of uh star trek lower decks is supposed to be like really amazing and it's actually a really good show and if you are not into star trek or like don't have a working knowledge and you're nervous about getting into the star trek expanded universe yeah it's kind of a great show to start with it's an adult animated comedy but I guess that that's all I could really say about it. But I just like the first few seasons are good, but I just like think that the fourth season, something's going to change. It's going to be really special. I wonder if it's because like a writer joins the writer's room and really like elevates the show. Shakes things Like a particular writer. I would not say that I did that, but I had a really good time working on that show. You should watch it. And Teenage Youth in Asia. Yes. I just like love that room so much. And it's created and written by majority women and it's so fun and you'll have you'll have a great time it's on i think it's on hbo max because it's an adult swim show wow as far as my least favorite things of this year Mm -hmm. no offense to thor love and thunder but i thought that was a turd i didn't see it i didn't have fun at any marvel movies this year i was like I, mm. I'm excited for the new Ant-Man movie. I am genuinely excited for that. Same. Because. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Yeah. Like the cast rocks and Jeff Loveness wrote the movie and he's so funny. And I'm like, I believe in the mm. new Ant-Man movie. I didn't have a great year with Marvel movies this year. I love Mm-mm. like Sam Raimi directed the best movie of all time, Spider-Man 2. But Doctor Strange just like, I was confused. <sighs> I was tired. I was yeah. like, God, this is a lot of space rocks. Like, you know. Mm-mm. Also, Jurassic World Dominions. <laughs> if they had just had the courage to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Sarah Marshall. was like, it just like never ceases to amaze me that the last Jurassic Park movie is mainly about locusts and not dinosaurs. Wild. I didn't it's, see it. It was but... a, such a turd. Um, oh, yeah. Pee-pee. So those are the ones at the bottom of my list. Um, I saw Morbius as a joke. It wasn't worth it. Jared Leto's a f- <laughs> like Jared Leto's genuinely a criminal. He's a bad person. And then a yeah. movie I was let down by from a director I like... And I, I'm excited for his Nosferatu, but I didn't. I didn't mm. like the Northman. It didn't do anything for me. Me either. I thought it was too violent. <laughs> Whoa, mom! <Yeah. laughs> that wasn't my. It, I just thought it was like boring, and like Robert Eggers is like not a boring filmmaker. So I was just kind of like, hmm. he made the Vivitch. 
He made the Vivitch. He made the Lighthouse. He makes like mm. wild movies. So I don't know. Yeah. I and I enjoyed Banshees of Inna Sharon. I think I, I think I'll see it oh, a second yeah. time. Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was one of the ones I liked. <laughs> it made me want to go back to Ireland mm. to visit my family. Oh my God! Wait, I have a wild. As we're winding down this episode, I have the weirdest story. I don't know if I told okay. you. Did I tell you about the guy I met at the airport in Alaska who was like? We're related. No. <laughs> so I was in the airport and I got called up to the desk for some seating thing. So they said my full name and mm-hmm. I was walking back and then there was like an Irish guy and he was like, I can't do an Irish accent. I was about to go Australian. <laughs> he was like, is your last name Loftus? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, my last name's Loftus. And he's Irish. Oh. And then, you know, I'm mostly Irish. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's so wild. And he's like, you know, 15 years older than me. And I was like, oh, we're just having a conversation here. He's telling me about himself. I'm telling him about myself. The people at the desk, the Delta desk, they're loving it. They're like, uh-huh. this is so interesting. I'm like, yeah, it is. This is actually awesome. And he's like, oh, we should like, he's, he said like Loftus is a rare last name, which I have since checked. I don't think that's actually true. Um mm. But I was like, he's from Ireland. I believe him, which is a weird instinct also. But I was just like, he's like, we might be distantly related. Like, give me your number and like, I will blah, 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 blah. And then anyways, get on the plane. He immediately starts texting me so much and then makes a joke about like, what if we had sex? And I was like, never give a man your phone number, Jamie. Wait, what what was the text I received? And now like... I haven't blocked his number because I love to choose violence, Um, but (laughs) he was going to Ireland and and like, I talked to my dad for a couple, like literally two minutes and he's like, yeah, we're definitely not related to that guy, but glad you enjoyed the airport. (laughs) So he was like, Hey, we're probably related. Should we have sex? That 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 is exactly what he was like. (laughs) Because, okay, wait. Uh, Oh, no. I'm just going to read the text. Um, This is a few texts down. It starts very friendly. He's like, so cool to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, that was really awesome. Enjoy enjoy the flight. And he's like, there's a seat next to me. And I didn't reply. Um, But Uh then he said, you have the culture in you. You are female version of me, less facial hair. And I was like, "Mm, texts are getting weird. But I reply, "Uh, just a little, haha. The Loftus brand is strong. Trying to keep things friendly. He replies, would make an awkward morning after waking up in same bed than asking names, dot, 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 incest, LOL. He immediately replies, LOL, again. He replies again, how cool to meet you. I'm so happy. (laughs) Like, okay. I bet his name isn't even Loftus. He just like goes up to people and like uses that as a pickup line and then as like an excuse to get numbers from women. I don't know. I mean, he has been WhatsApp messaging me pictures of horses in Ireland for weeks. It's just <laughs> like, I, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's not, that joke was, I, I should have blocked him. Yeah. But I am choosing violence. I'm like, I wonder how many pictures of horses I'm going to get. Um, and then if there's a dick pic, then I'll block him. Okay. I wouldn't recommend this approach for literally anyone else or really myself, but... <laughs> When I saw Banshee, I was like, hmm, Banshees of Insured Vibes, which is like, it isn't. But I was like, Irish accent. Anyways, it made me want to visit Ireland. And then meeting that guy made me not want to visit Ireland. (laughs) 
So I kind of have been on this whole challenging journey with my homeland. What a roller coaster. Um, I know. (laughs) The the final question Uh um, a lot of people wanted to know was what movies are we most excited for coming out in 2023? Barbie. Barbie. And and a lot of people mentioned Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, my most anticipated is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. Yes. Very excited absolutely. for that. Cocaine Bear is Coca- right there at the top of my it. list. Elizabeth Banks is about to sweep the Oscars. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the new Magic Mike. Magic Mike's Ooh, Last Dance. Yes. I am excited for Ant-Man. That'll be fun. Uh-huh. Um, Mad Max, The Wasteland, I believe, is slated to come out in 2023. Oh, wow. I didn't know Excited that. for that. Uh, cocaine Bear. Oh, speaking of scary bears, not Paddington. I don't know when Paddington 3 is coming out, and it, it better not be before I get cast in it. Woo! But... Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, I'm pretty excited for. I'm not excited for that. I can't even really describe why my body rejects that concept. I'm seeing it. (laughs) You're like, fuck you, I'm seeing it. (laughs) Megan, we have to... Oh my God. We we will be seeing Megan. We're going to start the year strong with Megan. I feel like that's actually a strong um, Matreon contender. Like, Yeah. I want to see Wonka only because I think it's going to be horrible. What if Wonka oh. is good? But like, there's no way. But what if it's good? Are we going to have to cover Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when that comes out? Perhaps. Perhaps we will. Mm. And I'm excited for the new Scream because I'm just like, I'm back. I'm back. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Six six Cream. Six Cream. Yeah. They should just stylize There was five Cream and now there's six Cream. And now let's add another Cream on the pile while we're at it. <laughs> I think those are the ones that I'm generally excited for. But I am, I've really, I'm, I'm, I'm Barbie pilled. I'm really excited for. Did you see the teaser trailer? I don't actually think I've seen it yet. I've seen a lot of the like on set photos. The teaser trailer, I, I like need to watch it again. But I'm like, oh, she's, she's doing something here. Mm. It's not just Barbie and Ken. It, she's doing. So, what is she up to? And then you're just like, you know, Saoirse Ronan, women. Um, women women so I am I'm really interested to see that I'm sure there's yeah. others there's like independent releases that I am 80 for mm. Brady obviously oh my god well yes the horny Jane Fonda movie yes I will I will <laughs> see that obviously I always see the horny I got kicked I got kicked out of book club <laughs> I got fucked up at book club and I was yeah cheering too much it's the only yeah, time I've there. ever been kicked out of a movie theater. <laughs> yeah you were there you were not comfortable <laughs> Um, oh goodness it's a simpler time yeah well so that concludes our q a episode for this year thank you listeners for all your support and i would hey 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 now hey you asked us questions i'd like to ask you a question Uh uh-huh which is what would you like to hear from us what movies Oh, yes. That we haven't already covered. Would you like us to cover? Mm-hmm. What suggestions might you have for guests mm-hmm. that you'd like us to have on the show? Things like that. Uh, yes. So we'll, we can link to the request form in the description. We're always 
looking to uh, to hear from you. We love you, and um, I'm really looking forward to 2023. We have some we have some fun plans in store oh, yeah. for you this year. Uh, we're starting the year with our tour. Um, mm-hmm. So if you made it to the end of the episode and you live on the West Coast, we've still got tickets available in dwindling numbers. I might add. Yes. In Los Angeles on January 26th, we're doing a goofy movie. Then we're going up to San Francisco on February 1st to do George of the Jungle. And then Uh we're going up to Portland, Oregon on the 2nd, doing two shows. One is The Goonies with Sarah Marshall. The second is a mystery show with a mystery guest. Yeah. And then February 5th, we're going to be up in Seattle also doing The Goonies. So uh, you're going to want to go, babe. You're going to want to go. And you can find tickets to those shows on our link tree, which is linked on our Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can follow us those places as well. You can also subscribe to our Patreon, a.k.a. Matreon. It gets you two bonus episodes every single month, plus access to the back catalog. And it's January and that means only one thing, the Pinocchio Wars. Oh, God. We're covering Look, the two Pinocchios from 2022. Buckle the fuck in. <laughs> it's going to be bloody. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Caitlin and my friendship might fall apart. Might not survive. Because what you don't know is that Caitlin and I have both been drafted and not to the same side of the war. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So stay tuned. It's a bit of RRR energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're enemies but, in this war, but our friendship may may win the day. Oh my gosh. And if you haven't seen RRR, you got to watch it. But anyway, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, wait, let's, let's on the back duck. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> um, as 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 my husband Kevin would say, mm-hmm. poopai, poopai, <laughs> below and poopai. <laughs> That's famous Beatles song. Okay, bye, <laughs> bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.